welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically, one through squinted eyes and one laughing at the other. I am Cindy. I'm Josh, and I guess I'm the squinted eye Clint Eastwood character, and you're the one that laughs at my. Nope, my I'm the one who squinches. is terrified of most things and <laughs> hiding behind my fingers while you laugh at me because you've already seen this movie. And knew, and knew when to look over. So I don't think any of the movies we've watched this month have been especially scary. They've all been really fun, I think. Yeah, these are, well, that's the theme. It's zombie comedy. Yeah, I'll have to get back at you and just do a month of, like, movies that will kill you for real. Okay. Like, Please grr. don't. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we're, let's keep the fun going uh, as we end the month with Grindhouse. Grindhouse. I remember this. Is this... Quentin Tarantino by any chance? Oh, it's partly Tarantino. Okay, like I know that there's like three little movies that are rolled in to like one package to resemble the old, you know, B movie type things. That's what I know of this movie. It's a double feature, it's only two. I was told there were three. Yeah, someone well, lied to you. Someone, or you're being gypped, you're being ripped off. One of the two. Uh, <laughs> I'm certainly not wrong. This movie came out in 2007. 2007. What do you remember about 2007? I had a one, I had a two-year-old, and I was living in North Carolina teaching high school English. I can't. God, that word has been ruined for me forever. High school English? No. Uh, when someone says North Carolina, I just hear the way they announce Kenny Omega. From North Carolina. Oh, Josh is a big AEW fan for those of you who are not. Uh, 2007, I was working at a call center as a supervisor. Mm-hmm. Living that best life. Wow. Uh, was spending all my free time in a little bar down the street from my house. Very Cheers-esque. Oh, well, that's... There you go. We had the day shift bar people and the night shift bar people. You were the night shift or you were the a day shift? A little bit shift? of both. Um, so there you go. The world of 2007 was the year that the iPhone debuted, as well as Tumblr. Woo! Remember wow. Tumblr? Yes. Uh, Vir- the Virginia Tech shooting was that year. I had to remember for a minute what Tumblr was. I was like, wait, is that gra- No. Okay, Tumblr. Gra- got it. No. Well, just like I remember, you know, you dropped the ER. That mm-hmm. was also, what was the other thing? I'm sorry. Uh, the Virginia Tech shooting was that ah, year. Ah, yes. I remember exactly where I was when wow. it happened. I was at a McDonald's in Huntington. Having just... lunch with Taeyeon. <laughs> we were like, oh shit, there's like a, just a dude shooting people on campus. Yeah. This is this is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that we lost that year. Who? Uh, Marcel Marceau. Okay. Who I met. The, fam- the famous. The mime. mime. I met him once. Um, and then I just put these two people because I wanted the, I wanted to say their names back to back because I don't think anyone's ever been able to say their names back to back. All right. Anna Nicole Smith. And Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> that is a first. So there wow. you go. Uh, the new word for that year was hashtag. <laughs> Where were we before hashtag? Does anybody uh, even remember? A pound sign? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, just so everyone's aware that the films that came out in t- 2007, uh, in case you're trying to remember what came out that year, that was you the year of Dead Silence. Okay. Atonement. Super bad. Oh yeah, super bad was hilarious. Knocked up. Okay. 
Lars and the Real Girl, Trick or Treat, The Mist, but all those fell by the wayside because all anyone was talking about was No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those are, I've seen those movies. Um, I don't think I've seen No Country for Old Men. Oh, well, whatever. It's very bleak. It's very, very bleak. Is it? It's no Not nearly as fun as this movie. It should be called No Movie for Cindy to Watch. It's just like. Just letting you know. Men being real, real macho. Is cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about Grindhouse. Grindhouse. It was released April 6th of that year of 2007. Okay. It is rated R. It is three hours and 11 minutes long. And it packs. God, I can't believe what I'm about to watch. Punch. Um, okay. <sighs> this movie is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. Who did El Mariachi, Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, The Spy Kids films, Dust Till Dawn, uh, recently worked on The Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he does the first feature. The second feature is directed by Quentin Tarantino. See, I'm so smart. I knew it. Yeah. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Kill Bill, One and Two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Everyone on the planet Earth, I'm pretty sure, knows who Quentin Tarantino is at this point. Yeah, for good or for worse, he is yeah. a big deal actor, and his movies are pretty he, fun. Big deal director. Not so much a big deal actor. Sorry. He's in this movie as an actor. I was going to say, he is in each of these movies, <laughs> if you want to be honest. He's in this movie as an actor. Uh, so he pops up as an actor in one of these films, just so you're aware. Uh, this movie also has guest directors who directed trailers for movies that were never made. Maybe that's what I, when I was like, oh no, they're three. Maybe it's something like that. The guest directors include Edgar Wright of Shaun of the Dead fame, Scott Pilgrim versus the World fame. You've met him. Uh, Rob Zombie, who did House with a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Uh, and Eli Roth of Cabin Fever and Green Inferno fame. Okay. So there you go. These are the people that directed this thing. Now... I specifically opened a bottle of water because I told you. Here we go. I, I know these are stars. The these are some star-studded, recognizable names. Here we go. All right. I'm just going to work my way down, starting with Kurt Russell. Okay. Plays Stuntman Mike. Um, we know him from Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, uh, from Occupying a Place in My Heart. from listening to more than one episode of this podcast ever. <laughs> How much I love, love, love that man. Uh, he is stuntman Mike. And then we have Bruce Willis playing Muldoon, uh, Die Hard Pulp Fiction, Sixth Sense. Yep. You know, he's Bruce Willis. He's Bruce Willis. Those two people I just mentioned, like, I shouldn't have to talk about who they are. Like, I think everyone knows who they are. Everyone everyone loved Moonlighting. Um, and then we get Rosario. Return of Bruno. Rosario Dawson, who's Abernathy. Um, she was in Rent. Kids, nice name. And the Lego movie. Uh, Rose McGowan. She's also she, in Clerks 3 and 4, but continue. Oh, yeah. Rosario Rose Dawson is. Uh, Rose McGowan plays Cherry Darling and Pam. She's in both movies. Okay. Uh, you know her from Charmed, Scream, and Jawbreaker. Yes. Uh, we have jo- uh, Josh Brolin playing Dr. Block. Uh, very serious people know him uh, from being in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> the aforementioned. Uh, current... Young people know him as being Thanos, Thanos. in the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Old children know him as being in the Goonies. <laughs> and being Josh Brolin's son. Or, yeah, right? No. Who's his, who, who is his dad? Uh, James Brolin. James Brolin, that's yeah. it, James. Bar- uh, Mr. Yeah. Barbara Streisand. And then we've got Michael Bean, who plays Sheriff Haig, 
who is in Aliens, Terminator, The Abyss, and Tombstone. And I believe you have a friend who is in love with him. Yep. Hi, Kristen. <laughs> uh, we have Vanessa Ferlito, who plays Butterfly. Other than this, her big thing was NCS New Orleans. Uh, we have Jordan Ladd, who plays Shanna. Uh, Cabin Fever, Never Been Kissed. That's not the last time Never Been Kissed is going to be brought up in this podcast. Okay. Is Drew Barrymore in this movie? <laughs> no. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Lee. She was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and 10 Gloverfield Lane. Okay. Fergie. <laughs> Remember Fergie? Yeah. She plays Nina. Fergie, Ferg. Love you, um, or no. you, you might you might For know delicious. her from nine or poseidon or from being in the black eyed peas or her own album yep um, thank have, you i don't even remember what that album was i think it was called fergalicious sure there we go uh marley shelton plays dr dakota block she was in never been kissed there you go okay and bubble boy a movie that we don't talk about enough <laughs> we the don't Jake talk Jalen about Hall that movie enough movie? That movie is fucking That used to be on Comedy Central all the time in the 90s. That movie is super funny. Early 2000s, I guess. Uh, Freddy Rodriguez plays Ray. He was in Poseidon in Harsh Times. Oh, old Poseidon friends reunited. Yeah. Uh, and never been kissed friends. Uh, Tracy yes. Toms plays Kim. She was in Rent and The Devil Wears Prada. We have Sydney Tamia Poitier, who's the daughter of Sydney. Wow. Poitier. Um, she, w- she plays Jungle Julia. Okay. She's probably best known other than this for being in the... For being Sydney Poitier's daughter. Boy, yeah, but also being in the Clint Eastwood true crime movie. Uh, Zoe Bell is the last person I want to mention. She plays Zoe Bell. Oh, she playing herself? She is a famous stunt woman who was uh, Lucy Lawless's stunt double on Xena Warrior Princess. Cool. And she was Uma Thurma's stunt double in Kill Bill. Okay. And she has... A side hustle as an actress because Tarantino just keeps putting her in movies as an actress and then it's like launched a whole separate career other than being a stunt person. She must have very pretty feet. She's super good at at both things. Like she does a stunt in this movie that is fucking bananas. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. There we are. So now we are current on who is in this picture or pictures as uh, we've come to learn. Have we reached the part of the podcast where you show me an original print and I try to tell you what the movie is going to be about based on what I see? Is that where we are now, dear? That's where we're at. All right. So it's an old-timey movie. You'll see a lot of these throughout my house. This is Grindhouse, Planet Terror, Death Proof. It looks like old, you know, 60s, 70s, double features kind of a thing. That's what I'm going to say. that It's going to be hella violent um loud Da-da! like you know a lot of that kind of stuff i don't know how to put into words my Da-da! but that's what i that's what i think of well okay so you know <laughs> like it's it's gonna there's gonna be a loud fast action paced soundtrack to match the loud and just ultra violent ultra bloody m- movie like I saw and this, yet somehow we're going to fit zombies in there. Yeah, I saw this in the theater when it came out. A couple times, actually. Um, and I just think it's interesting because we've, we've talked in the past about a lot of movies that are exploitation films. Yes, that's why we get the archive from. But I don't think we've ever watched one that specifically sat out to hit all the check boxes yeah. of an exploitation film. Especially before. one this modern that does that, yeah. I guess. 
Like, this movie was designed to be a throwback exploitation film. So I think I'm just really interested to see what you think about it and how we talk about it afterwards. Nice. It's going to take a while. We're going to have to watch it in chunks. Good God. Yeah. All Uh, right. So I have this in a Steelbook Blu-ray. Of course you do. Uh, (laughs) How can can the plebeians at home watch this film? You can rent it. You can rent it. I'm sure a lot of people own it. Actually, I don't know if a lot of you own it. This movie was not a big hit when it came out. I, I remember enough about it to be like, oh, there's a ton of people in it. Great directors. Great. But like, I don't remember it being significant. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not something yeah. we still talk about this year or anything I, like that. I worked, I was working at Client Logic, and this movie was coming out and I was so excited to see it. And I was a supervisor and then one of the other supervisors, was his name was Seth. And he was this super religious chody dude. And he was like, this movie looks super stupid. And he just kept talking to me about how Blades of Glory was the best movie ever because it would just come out. I mean, it was funny, but I don't think it, that's not even my favorite of that set of movies, but okay. Yeah. And I just remember him like telling me how much like Grindhouse was the dumbest movie ever, having never seen it. That's your takeaway. That's my memory. That That's my very, very specific. I was like, I wouldn't watch Grindhouse. He's like, the movie looks really stupid. And I was like, That's no, cool I saw stuff. it. It was good, actually. Yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Everyone I went with enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, what does that say about Seth and how he feels about you and your friends? Well. Fuck you, Seth. He was a real big wiener ball. It sounds it. Okay. Well, we are off to watch the Steelbox Blu-ray of Grindhouse. Steelbook. Whatever. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Mind the doors. It was called The Grindhouse. Theaters that played back-to-back movies featuring uncensored sexuality and hardcore thrills. Now, Tarantino and Rodriguez are bringing The Grindhouse back with two explosive feature films. First, they're stealing biochemical weapons. When the laws of science are broken, the last hope for humanity rests in the hands of a few. Doc Block, his prescription, pain. We're gonna lose the arm, Joe. What do you mean, lose arm? My arm? Dakota, one hot mama who knows the score. If anyone comes to the door, I want you to run. Love his dad. Hello, baby. Especially if it's your dad. El Ray, cross him and it's lights out. And Jerry Darling. I made you something. She tastes like trouble. With an attitude to boot. In Robert Rodriguez, Planet Terror. Then. Buckle up. Because a new kind of terror is coming. At 200 miles per hour. Ladies, we're gonna have some fun. There are a few things as fetching as a bruised ego on a beautiful angel. Is that cowboy wisdom? I'm not a cowboy, Pam. Stuntman. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. This car is 100% death proof. Only to get the benefit of it, honey, you really need to be sitting in my seat. Two adrenaline fueled roller coasters. One ticket to ride. 
in two and a half hours of pure dynamite, planet terror, and death proof. Only at the Grindhouse. All right, so we all watched Grindhouse. We all took an afternoon for the longest movie we've seen to date and watched Grindhouse. Here we go. We're going to talk about this shit. Clear our schedules. We cleared. I had to. We had to schedule this one because it was so long. For all the fun. And as everyone knows, my favorite movies are 90 Minutes or Less. Um, Okay, so let's talk about Grindhouse. This is like a couple of those put together. A couple. Yeah, I liked I liked learning that Machete um, came from that movie, like came from that trailer. That was fun. And then seeing kind of the or, the origination of that character. OK, let me ask you a question before we get into talking about this movie. OK, of all of the fake trailers of the three in the middle, which one would you most wanted to have seen be made into a live action? Movie? Oh, the zombie, the zombie Nazi girls or what was it? What were the well? What was the Nazi one? I did, the one that Rob Zombie did. Uh, I just where, remember laughing really hard. Werewolf about that. Women that of the was SS. It. Werewolf Women of the SS, not with, Zombie Women of the SS. With Nick Cage, yeah, as Fu Manchu. I would love, love, love that. Well, maybe not as Fu Manchu. That may be problematic in our these times, but uh, Nick Cage could do it. I believe his latest ex-wife is Asian, if that counts. No, um, current wife. They're not divorced. Okay, my apologies to the Cages. <laughs> that, only, that's the one, one I'd want to see. He's a Coppola. That's the one I'd want to see. Um, I think I would agree with you. Um, I think the best movie would have been if Edgar Wright did a don't movie. Okay. I think that would have been that the best really... movie. But yeah. Werewolf Women of the SS would have been. The most fun, um, which sounds horrible to say out of context, but it really would have been hilarious. Um, if Definitely MST3K worthy. If Machete hadn't been made into a movie, I would have gone with that. <laughs> But it was because it was a genuinely good movie. Like, it has one of my favorite moments. Which director did that trailer? Robert Rodriguez, who okay. ended up directing. Yeah, Machete. Machete. So I love the scene in that trailer, but when he's just like seventy-five a day for lawn work, eighty-five for septic sewage, and Jeff Fahey's like, "Have you ever killed a man?" It was hilarious. <laughs> that was yeah. wild. Okay, let's let's talk about these movies. Okay. So much to talk about. There's um, a lot to talk about. What would you give us as like the the nitty gritty quick breakdown of this movie? The quick breakdown I would just say is something. Um, this is an, an homage to exploitation films of the 70s. Two directors choose very different styles to tell good old fashioned pulp fiction comp like movies. Ultra violence. Ultra sexy. A bit of the old ultra violence. Ultra fun. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go give you the IMDb synopsis real fast, which okay. is Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez is homage to exploitation double features in the 60s and 70s with two back-to-back cult films that include previews of coming attractions between them. Uh, so first is Planet Terror, which is a zombie Oh, movie. yeah, I didn't get into the exact mundos. Yeah, yeah. And in the, the zombie film is where we get the iconic... Um, Missing leg AK-47 or whatever it is. It's like a... AR-19. Just putting random letters and numbers together? Yes. I am. It's an AR-15. Thank you. (laughs) AR-19. I think it's like a... PK-75. PK-75. 
Yes. An LM42. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the first movie is Robert Rodriguez starts us out with Planet Terror, which is a zombie film uh, that. Where the government is at fault. Yeah. Because, because of, of course. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> and. Like, I love how. It's such a trope in horror movies right. and anything involving zombies. It just it's that a trope in, in general. That in an um, it's just a, it's a trope of of life in America that if there's going to be some sort of medical outbreak, like oh, the government fucked our it government up, fucked or government it up. Did it on purpose. <laughs> our government fucked or, this up. Like it's such a trope of, and we just accept it of like, well, these soldiers were fucked over by the government, of course, because because that's they, what our you know government does, yeah. Our so, government spends so much money on on ads because they have to make it like propaganda because mm-hmm. they treat our soldiers like dirt. No, we always joked when I worked for the Guard and when I grew up around soldiers because my dad was in the Army. Mm-hmm. The joke was always like, they really care about you until the minute you're no longer in the Army. Then they don't, They wish you were dead or gone. Well, and it's not just that, though. Like, it's kind of well-known not real big secret that like the on base like hospitals and doctors are complete shit you know like they're just not very good um for example when my sister was pregnant they told her she had lupus and you know she had to do all like it it was a high-risk pregnancy and then after she gave birth they were like the lupus went away and then they just left it and she never and like she didn't deal with her literal lupus for like 10 years until go. she went to like an off-base doctor and they just ran basic blood work and they're like you have something wrong with you yeah, yeah. on-base doctors aren't you know so it's, there's that like oh there's free health care but it's kind of shitty i mean it's the same with like you know the running thing people know the va is not the greatest oh yeah um there is like veterans kill themselves all the time in parking lots of VAs because they can't get the help they need. Like, yep. that's a thing. So that's definitely, I guess we're going to jump ahead to kind of themes of this movie mm-hmm. of Planet Terror. Yeah. There's definitely the theme of the military fucking, fucking everything up. The people that make the military work. Right. That do the, the, the grunt soldiers. Work. Yeah. The grunt um, soldiers. But Planet Terror is a zombie film about a gas... Very similar to a Return of the Living Dead, like green yeah, gas. Yeah, the green fumes. Um, except this time the soldiers were exposed to it, and it's slowly zombifying and killing them. Right. And they need to constantly be exposed to it or die. Or turn into the zombie, yeah. right. Like, if so, they, they discovered that if you just, like, breathe in and, like, change out your oxygen with this, you know, you, you stay human. You but, like, mic- how do you do dose. that? Yeah, you have to micro... That's a good way to put it. Like, how do you do that? So... I'm and this very, is where we learn that Bruce Willis is in this film. I'm sure this won't come back to haunt me, but I'm very pro-microdosing. <laughs> uh, so I know. That's why I talk like I do. <laughs> so zombies get out. There's a whole outbreak that mm-hmm. starts. And our heroes are just townspeople. Yeah. like That are affected by this. Um, we have a stripper. Well, um, she's a go-go dancer. Um, I apologize. She's a go-go dancer. It's go-go, not cry-cry city. That's right. How could I forget? So we've got a go-go dancer, um, a cook, like the local sheriff. Who They're brothers. Yeah. Um, which I love. Jeff Fahey oh, yeah. and Michael Bean. Like, and then who the two girls don't were. Forget, don't forget Ray. <laughs> like El Ray. El Ray, a tow truck driver. So, I mean, they're just like these everyday people that are kind of thrown together. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. They're, and it's so oddly realistic. They're not 
everyday people. Like everyone well, is yeah. an everyday person. But except you have for El Rey. Who is like an undercover super agent. We don't know what he is. Right. Like there is no exposition on we what go exactly from he him did. having sex with Rose McGowan to the aftermath of a shootout due to a missing reel. And Michael Bean's like, I didn't know you were that El Rey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gun. did that. Give him all the guns. Like, yeah. And we, don't, an, we never know what he is or what he does or his it's backstory. It's super, but that's like a super fun. But it's badass. <laughs> yeah. That's a super fun kind of drop in. It kind of leaves you. It's so badass. It, it's very, even though I know this is Robert Rodriguez, this is very um, Quentin Tarantino, like Pulp Fiction, right? With the, what's in the briefcase. You know, like you leave it up to the imagination, and, it, and it's something you it's kind of talk about tomorrow. That way, you're Absolutely. Like, oh, what was his backstory? What did he do? Like a little mystery. That's a David Lynch thing, right? Like, oh yeah. It's more about the mystery. You don't want me to solve it for you. You think you do, but once you have the right. answer, like it's not about anymore. the trees. It's about the space in between the trees. Um, That's my most David Lynch thing I've ever said. Go ahead. You what? Didn't say it in a voice no, I didn't. So it doesn't count. <laughs> okay, I'll remember for uh, next time. You have time. to do it nasally as fuck. Um, <laughs> No, we also haven't mentioned Marley Shelton's doctor of anesthesia yet. Oh, right. Who breaks her hand in a way that freaks you out. Oh, I hate wrist. I hate wrist trauma. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way I don't know why. It's so oddly specific. Uh, She's married to Josh Brolin, Mm -hmm. who is weirdly turns into the villain of the movie. Yeah, he's kind of like, he kind of knows what's going on with the zombification of people. And he's kind of, kind of covering it up. Well, he's not really covering it up. Or is he... They have a thing where him and the other doctor, like, see what's going on, and they're like, oh, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, fuck these patients. Let's get out <laughs> let's of here. just dip on these before guys. Before we get sick, too. And then... Um, and then he gets turned into a zombie. But he's a wife beater. He's an a, abusive husband, He's too. an abusive husband whose wife is leaving him for um, a woman that we meet Fergie. in the very first scene in the movie. Yep. Fergie. Fergie. Fergalicious. Um, that would have been a blonde-ass power couple. <laughs> so anyway josh brolin gets turned but becomes an ass yeah he's been ass from the get-go well but i mean like he becomes ultra but kind here, of violent he because well he was violent before now he's just <laughs> okay he's extra violent and like gross right he's very open about it if that makes sense oh you just reminded me of a thing i need to talk to you about later with this movie you're gonna really love this story but all we'll right get to it in a minute sorry my brain's going 100 the thing about this movie is is i forgot that Josh Brolin and Marley Shelton have a son who accidentally oh, shoots yeah. himself in the head with a that gun. That was nice. I sure liked that. Um, totally forgot about that. I know you don't like things with like kids dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also like a good way of just reminding people, like even in like a zombie invasion, horror everybody gets hurt. Not just the te- the teens at the party. Don't trust kids with guns. Like oh little yeah, that kids too. With guns, just don't trust them with guns. In a situation where you're like, there's fucking zombies. Don't give like a six year old kid a gun because they'll they're fucking still point six it at year, themselves. Yeah, they're still six. Um, they're they can't help it. They're dumb. Yeah, they so, also don't have the neurons capable to like stop that weird instinctual like. Oh, oh put, put this in my face. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, although and, that, that kid does have a line in, I love in the movie. That is where he's playing with his toys when you first meet him, mm-hmm. and the one is like he has one toy pretending to eat another toy and he goes i'm gonna eat your brain and gain your knowledge <laughs> and i, I don't know why like that. every time i see this movie that makes me laugh i'm like that's some shit like a six-year-old kid would say yeah like, ah. that's true uh so it's a, it's, a, it's a truism they end up like stopped by the military on the military base with 
Bruce Willis and Quentin Tarantino, who's super rapey. Yep. And Literally, he's about to rape yeah, her. Yeah, he's going to rape Marley Shelton and um, Rose McGowan, who's got a, at this point, a table leg. A table leg. A leg. Correct. Like a wooden table leg. And she breaks it in his eyeball. Yep, that was foul. And after his dick starts melting off of his body. But he wants to keep going anyway. Yeah, he's like, fuck it. I'm already in there. Um, <sighs> so he dies, which yes. makes you happy. Yep. And then they're saved by El Rey, who puts a machine gun on her leg. And then we get our climactic ending of the movie, which is just a full-on gunfight between yeah. the survivors and the military dudes turning into zombies. And the person that you think is going to help with the getaway is killed off very quickly. El Rey. Yeah. Uh, however, my favorite line of Planet Terror mm-hmm. is when she's like over his body and he's bleeding. Yeah. And... It's a, it's a recurring thing that every time people talk about like guns or anything, he's like, I never miss. Oh, right. And then she's like, you know, it's supposed to be the two of us. Like, what are we going to do without you? And he's like, you got to survive for the baby. And she's like, baby. And he I puts sand on her stomach. He's like, I never miss. Oh. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious. It's the dumbest ass shit I've ever it's heard so, in my fucking life. Like this such, this so succeeds at being like, a ridiculous, like, actiony, pulpy, stupid dialogue movie. It also proves that, like, Americans don't know anything about sex. Like, we're not taught anything about reproduction and sex and shit in school. But, like, this is common thought. Yeah. I just, like, this is a movie where it's got a whole extra layer, though. Like, I have to think when you, like, you hear the dialogue, it's like, it's not what was intended for the it, it's okay. Like El Rey wasn't written to be a serious character. He was written to be a character in this movie, right? So he's extra ridiculous because he's playing a trope. Yes, which makes it even more ridiculous. And I love it so much. It was fun. I never miss. And then uh, they escape to Mexico in a helicopter, and she gets a fucking Gatling gun leg. Yeah, that's it. Gatling gun. And they kill some zombies and they start over with a whole new society. And uh, that's Planet Terror, the world. I will say, um, I was going to mention this at Trivia, but I'll mention it now. So, uh, reportedly, this is this is a story that I heard about this movie, that I read about this. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, at one of the premiere showings in Hollywood, okay. John Landis was there. And what did John Landis and say? And John Landis came in, and he was watching the movie. can't believe he's still somebody in Hollywood. And the scene where the helicopter takes off, and they tip it down and chop people up with the helicopter blades. Yeah. Apparently, like, the theater went really quiet, and everyone was just looking at Landis. I can't believe he's still like, a thing. you did that to people for real, bro. <laughs> like, you for real did that to people. Yeah. God, I so, whatever. That's a thing. He still makes money in Hollywood. Um, so this, yeah. Well, not really. He, his career is basically over. He hasn't, I don't think he's done anything of note since The Stupids. But he's still got to do The Stupids. The Stupids. Yes. But I mean, do you know what I mean? He's still oh, got yeah. that no, green no, no. It's definitely a thing where like, if you're a, a, a dude, you could just keep fucking up. like And killing like, ah. people and children. Anyway, sorry. Continue. See our episode on the Twilight Zone movie where Cindy lost her mind about that. Season three, I think? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, anyway, so the setup for this movie, if you weirdly didn't watch it, it's the movie starts, you get Trailers. the Shetty trailer, then you get Planet Terror, and then we get, I think it's 
I can't remember the exact order. I can't remember if it's don't and then werewolf over the SS or werewolf over the SS then don't. Then the Eli Roth Thanksgiving trailer, which has the cringiest like moment that every time I see it, I'm like, ah, what's that? Where the girl's jumping on the trampoline and he puts oh, the yes. to it and she like does the split. Does the split. And then I put it into her vagina. Oh, yeah. Damn Eli Roth. Gross. So ridiculous. Gross. Like a, so the trailers are a ridiculous Mexican action film. Mm-hmm. A Nazi exploitation film in the vein of like Ilsa Shewolf of the SS. Yes. Um, which was followed by a sequel. Hans. Ilsa Harem Keeper of the Sheiks. And then oh. that my brain just has that knowledge. And then Don't was like a um like a European how they would do things like European horror films in the sixties and seventies would come out and they would have these insane titles like <laughs> The Strange Color of Your Body's Tears. And then they would come to America and they'd be like, just call it Torso. <laughs> that's such a random pick. And now I want to see those movies. <laughs> like, that that's sounds fun. Um, call it Torso. So, so it was like that. And then, uh, what, what was it? Um, thanks, Thanksgiving's like just yeah. be straight up like You know they wanted to call it Thanksgiving. Like there but, is a Thanksgiving. I would say, the but way. they can't because Thanksgiving is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, so Thanksgiving is like, they did that thing in the 80s where there were slasher films in the vein of like holidays yeah a la halloween like april fool's day yeah you know um and then we get to the tarantino film death proof so tarantino does this movie was really fun and i really really liked it i didn't think i would it kind of starts off slow and it's weird and it takes a hard turn and it ends up being so fun yeah it was so, a ride. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. There are more shots of women's feet than I think mm-hmm. any other film he's I've ever I've lost done. count. I, like, I genuinely lost count. I remember looking at you and saying we're up to like seven or eight. There's an aggressive amount of shots of women's feet in this movie. And then once it kind of turned and, you know, the action started kind of picking up, I, you know, wasn't paying attention to the feet anymore. Yeah. Uh, so basically, death They proof. were still there. Yeah, they're there. They're fucking everywhere. Um, Death Proof is a movie about a group of girls that get together to have like a, a friend's girls weekend, weekend right? in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and they're being stalked by Kurt motherfucking Russell. Who plays... Stuntman Mike. There you go. You know why he's called Stuntman Mike, Cindy? Because he's a stuntman. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a great line in that movie. Mm-hmm. So is Chartreuse. Is it like oh, so right. good they named a collar after it? Ugh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's a good line, though. Um, so they do this whole thing where there's a Robert Frost poem because Jungle Julia is a DJ, and she says, like, if you say this poem to her, she'll give you a lap dance, and Kurt Russell does it. Basically, like, he just makes friends with these girls at the bar, and you think that the girls are kind of like the protagonists of the movie and that you're, that's who you're going to be following. Yeah, it pulls a psycho. And then it, yeah, and then it turns, and you're like, oh, shit, and he turns out to be a stalker who can only get off by violently killing women. Which he does a lot of in this movie. So he specifically doesn't smoke weed and doesn't drink any alcohol. While they're all there. While they are. Because he knows what he's going to do and he needs to piss clean. Right. And then he gets a lap dance out of Vanessa Ferlito. Yeah. I don't think we have to go into the details of it. Like he kills them. And then he kills them. And then he initiates a full on head to head collision with them. And none of them wearing seatbelts. And Tarantino does this thing. Where 
He shows the collision and then he backs it up and shows how it impacts every single person in the car. Yeah, that was wild. Like it throws Jordan Ladd out the out window. the window. Uh, it knocks uh, the one girl loses her leg. Jungle Julia's leg off and kills her. Mm-hmm. It just smashes the girl in the front seat. But Vanessa Ferlito, it ramps over and the tire literally grinds her face off. That you was foul. That? that was super foul. Uh, that stunt was being done by Buddy Joe Hooker, who is legit one of the most famous so then the movie stuntmen ever, by the way. So then the movie cuts over to Tennessee. another set of four girls who are going on a girls weekend. And he does, he's essentially doing the same thing. And he tries to kind of integrate himself into their life. And then he wants to kill them. And there's an insane stunt that happens at this point. Um, that a human had to do and it was wild that needs to be seen and then he gets his fucking comeuppance and it is hilarious and i loved it yeah so he basically Mm -hmm. zoe bell is is new zealand and she's a stunt woman and that's why he specifically hired her to be an actress he needed her to a stunt and you can't really cut away so she's on the top of the 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 car that's the match for the challenger from vanishing point and they're doing a thing where she's supposed to be on the front of the car and she's holding on with the belts and Kurt Russell attacks him. It's a whole, uh, and then they end up, like you said, beating the ever loving shit out of him and killing him. Yep. And as soon as they fight back, he, immediately he starts crying like, like a, a baby. Yeah. Like super crying. It's yeah. so funny. And um, they, yeah, they just beat the hell out of him. Which is very reflective of a lot of How I feel? shitty, super manly men on the internet who attack women all the time yeah you just go in on them and suddenly they back down They're like, oh, not all no. of them but some of them be careful out there ladies uh th- th- it was th- that had the most satisfying ending you know they shot a scene mm-hmm. in this movie where after the car crash like it would it would took place after he kills all of them and then the car flips over right they shot kurt russell jerking off in the car of course. And just to be like, boom. and But then they realized that that would get them the up. sheriff just describing, like, the only way that degenerate pervert could shoot his goo is enough. They were like, oh, that gets it across. We don't need to show it happening. Yeah. Um, although the sheriff does. The, the sheriff does get to say shooting his goo. Yeah. He also gives one of my favorite lines of either movie. What's that? Where they're talking about how banged up Kurt Russell is, where she's like, yeah, he's got, he banged up his finger. And his hips messed up a little bit. Yeah. And then he they're talking about the girls. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, yeah, there's goddamn girls in there look like, there's a girls in there look like a goddamn giant chewed them up and spit them out. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up, but it does. It, like, it's, I mean, it's true. The it, idea it's of gross. Like describing the way someone looks by a giant chewed you up and spit you out. Yeah. So... I'm going to go out on a limb and say your favorite of the two. Was that one? Yeah. Was Death Proof? Yeah. Is that a fair assessment? Um, the screaming Kurt Russell? It was hilarious. Uh, yes, that was my favorite. What? You just like the whole thing. You probably just like the I trailers. I like Death Proof more than Planet Terror. Even when they do the, when they release the movie later as the separate films because they were like the movie wasn't as successful and overseas they didn't have double features so they so it would have flopped because for the longest time after this movie got our home release it was only available as the separate films the longer version um so i do want to mention how rose mcgow ended up in this okay movie. She, and she's in both movies yeah 
So here's how Rose McGowan in this movie. Go. Rose McGowan had been a Harvey Weinstein. Okay. And yeah, Harvey Weinstein was, him and his brother um, were running. Literally everybody knows this. Yeah. There's no one out there They were running their company, know. but then also Dimension, which was like the offshoot of the company mm-hmm. of Miramax that did like exploitation films. This movie was a film under Dimension. Right. And Harvey had a thing where he let Bob run Dimension and he kind of oversaw Miramax, which is the prestige shit. Right. Now, he had assaulted um, Rose McGowan, mm-hmm. made her sign an NDA, and then said he would never work with her again. Correct. Now, Robert Rodriguez went, knowing this, and having talked to Rose McGowan and wanting her in the film, went to Bob Weinstein and was like, I want to cast Rose McGowan. And Bob hired her. And then because, according to Rose McGowan and Robert Rodriguez, the only way that Bob could have fired her would have been if Harvey would have admitted that he had sexually assaulted her. And yeah, oh, yeah. So they had to pay her to be in the film. It was like a way of them like undercutting Harvey Weinstein. Like that. Good on them. Good way so, to that's a good way to kind of figure that out. You have to admit your guilt yeah, in order said, to fire her. They, yeah, the only way they could have fired her is that he would have had to have admitted what he did. Love that. So I just enjoy the shit out of that. Well, that was really fun. Um It proves that man, people they need so yeah. fucked up. So fucked up. All right, continuing. Uh, would I watch this movie again? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very you have to split long. It up, I think. Yes, like I would. Like if it was something like, I would kind of drop, be able to watch. Yeah, like pieces of kind of drop in again. Uh, I would watch this with um, my sixteen-year-old. I think he would really like that. I'm pretty sure he'd like Death Proof. Yeah, he'd like Death Proof. Um, I think not with the not with the twelve the twelve-year-old. No, can't do it that yet. Uh, I don't think so. The seventy-five-year-old, I think, would like it, like because it's you know she knows those kind of movies, but I don't think she would understand the style of like missing real or you know like when it kind of cuts or it melts away and then comes back. Yeah. Like I, there'd be a lot of what he. Well, we don't know what he did. What was he doing? So who and was she would, Elray? She get the conceit of right. the film. Yes, the yes, yes. Like, so know. kind of being like, you just have, you know, you have to kind of make up those in your head based on your experience with these yeah. type of movies. What so could he have been? I think your mom would like the, like the, the solo release Death Proof. Because okay. it doesn't have really a whole lot of that. Yeah. So I, I think Death Proof is the more palatable film for non-genre fans (laughs) right like yeah it's not as over the i mean it's over the top but it's not like never mind i don't want (laughs) i don't know how to say that like yes it's more palatable that's a good way to just say it we'll leave it there (laughs) i can't think of the word i'm looking for yeah um i just enjoyed this movie and i i mean you could talk about archive all day because this movie checks oh yeah every single box box it's meant to it, it, it and was, it did yeah, it, it was, was good at its job like it's got action out the ass like gun legs and fucking car chases and stunts a lot of sexy craziness. stuff um it's revolutionary because it's yes. totally it, it's recreating homage. something in a new way yeah like in a throwback way it's fucking wild um there's tons of killing yeah there's lines that are amazing i mean 
Say it's what you will about definitely Tarantino. memorable. He writes dialogue that's yes. fucking incredible. I know. Um, there's he, fantasy. There's, there's fornication. There's it's everything. <laughs> it, yes, it hits all the quadrants. And it is a satisfying movie in that way. Knowing that, like going into it, be like, yes, this is hilarious. I the shit out of this movie. It's what I like to call like a party movie or a hangout movie. Is like. This is the kind of thing you could just throw on while you just have people Yeah, and just pop in and pop out. And you're just kind of like, oh, shit, it's that part. And then you, everyone just kind of watches, like, Rose McGowan use the rocket launcher on her leg to leap over a thing and shoot a bunch of dudes. And then you go back to talking yeah. or whatever. Like, it's just a fun fucking movie. It's, like, from start to finish. It's just a good time. It's I, really if fun. But it is. It's a funny movie. And Death Proof ends on a note where you're just like, yeah. Yep. Like, fuck yeah. It ends on a power note. Like... Yep. Which is kind of very refreshing. The perfect transition into next month. All right. So, well, no. Before we even do that, we need to rate these. We need to rank them. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our movies for this month were Return of Living Dead. One, one three. two, three. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. And Grindhouse. Okay. What's your number five, Cindy? What's your number five, Cindy? Hmm. I think my number five is going to be the third. No, the first Return of the Living Dead. But Sorry. Um, number five, Return of the Living Dead, part two. Okay. Number four, Night of the Living Dead, part three. Return of the Living Dead. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> Mine would be Return of the Living Dead, part three as well. Okay. I enjoy it. It's just fucking tall order to climb over some of these other movies. Number three for me, part two. Um, I would say this is where it gets hard. Mm-hmm. I would say my number three, Grindhouse. Number two, Dead Alive. Wait, that's not the name of it. Yes, it is. Yeah, Brain Dead. AK Brain Dead. Dead Alive. Yeah. What was your, what's, what's your number two? That's my number two. De- um, Brain Dead. Brain Dead. See, it's, it could go Number two way. is Brain like, Dead for me. They're so close to each other. I would say my number two is Brain Dead. And then number one. For me, is probably grind, is Grindhouse. Okay. Um, Number one for you is Return of the Living Dead, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but like tomorrow, it could be I could reverse. They could all be flipped around. Two. No, no, just one and two. Oh, like Evil Dead, like uh, Brain Dead, or AK Dead, Dead right. Alive. Um, it's so close to being my number one. Like I waffle back and forth between those two for like. 10 minutes before we started recording i'm like yeah. we gotta rank these I mean, today right today today right now it's what which one it? would i rather watch now okay. and it's return of living dead so that's what i'm going with go with your gut boo um, go so with your go. gut so next week we begin a new month which means it's a new theme not only a new movie what are we doing uh, and why well normally in august it's mm-hmm. my birth month. that's right so i normally just do some weird shit that i love correct um but this time I decided with the current state of the country and how... Fire. The current state of the country is fire. Yeah. And how um, the current state of uh, how the treatment of women and our... Fire. The current state um, of the women are fire. You want to put us on... Yeah. 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 We're, uh, we're a few steps away from burning us at stakes again. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a month... Sorry. ...that I'm going to call good for her. Good for her. So it's just going to be movies where women um, do things that would be considered by the uh, the Lucille Bluth. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, it does not include Midsummer because that's not... There's a problematic thing of why that's... Con- or not in that genre. So we're not going to do it. Okay. So I know a lot of people are like, probably do Midsummer. 
later. So what are we going to be watching? Uh, We're going to transition from Grindhouse and specific Death Proof for two. Mm. 2019's Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Here I How long is it? Uh, It's like an hour and a half. I think all the movies this month are going to be like an hour and a half. Yes. Okay. I don't think there's anything longer than like an hour and 40, maybe hour 45. Mm, Pushing it. We're pushing it with that 45 that I hear. Oh, wait till we get to Midsummer. I'm kind of pissed off that it's... Three fucking hours, whatever. The newer it is... The scarier it is. Oh, you're going to fucking love Ready or Not. And, I can't even to tell you. But at least it's short. You're All right. Well, join us, won't you? <laughs> Mind the doors. No. Oh. All right. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with us.